Hi, I'm Ron Moorhead, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. Thank you for tuning in to the Paranomaly Zone. We have a fantastic episode lined up for you. Mike and I just had the joy and honor of speaking with team members of the hit travel channel program, Expedition Bigfoot, Bryce Johnson and Ronnie LeBlanc. Bryce is an acclaimed actor and producer as well as creator and host of the popular podcast Bigfoot Collectors Club. You may recognize Bryce from such programs as Pretty Little Liars and the 2013 found footage horror film Willow Creek. Ronnie is a globally recognized figure in the world of the paranormal, Bigfoot, and UFOs. He is an independent researcher, screenwriter, and author of the critically acclaimed and best-selling book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs. The new season of Expedition Bigfoot premieres later this month, March 20th, on the Travel Channel and Discovery+. Plus. So let's go. Let's talk all things Bigfoot and Sasquatch with Bryce Johnston and Ronnie LeBlanc, team members and stars of Expedition Bigfoot. So we can't thank you guys enough for joining us. This is This is exciting. Thank you so much. Oh, man, it's our pleasure, man. Yeah, I know we got a uh, limited time. So uh, I guess whenever you guys want to jump in now, yeah. are we doing video or audio only? Uh, well, I got you on. We're doing audio for the main feed, podcast feed. And then but I do record our episodes on video to put on our Patreon page. If you guys are OK with having your your lovely faces on our Patreon. Page. Oh, no, well, that's fine by me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that sounds fine. Let me just turn on my video here. Sure. Perfect. Be awesome Perfect. if you were like in the tub, Bryce. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no problem. Perfect. Well, we good. have had some guests that are uh, definitely wanted only audio because of um, <laughs> being in their pajamas or whatever. Yeah. Which is, you know, so <laughs> yeah. we understood that. Yeah. Yeah. I have no well. pants on right now. So <laughs> no, it's that's, true. That's how we record every episode. Mike and I are <laughs> pants. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I've been recording this whole time, so uh, we can't thank you guys. We're joined by Ronnie LeBlanc. LeBlanc, LeBlanc. What do you? How do you prefer that one? Uh, say LeBlanc. Uh, in Massachusetts, it was like LeBlanc. Yeah, but sure. outside, oh, yeah. that's LeBlanc. Yeah, awesome. Throw that accent in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but two two awesome members from Expedition Bigfoot, Bryce and Ronnie. Thank you guys for joining us. This is a pleasure for for us. This is exciting. A great honor. Very much so. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're excited to be here to talk to you guys. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I, I have to get this out of the way, Bryce. Uh, my fiance, Bridget, was pretty excited when, you know, she she learned I was speaking with you because she recognized you. And she's like, oh, oh, I've seen him. I know him. And so uh, she so she says I'm sure hi. you get that plenty of times, wherever you go. It's always <laughs> nice when I do. Uh, do yeah, you know what I'm she sure. was? 
was she watching? Was it Pretty Little Liars? Or was exactly, it Willow Creek? That was exactly what it was. Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, which yeah. Usually with the ladies, it's Pretty Little ladies. Liars. And then with the gentlemen, it's it's Willow Creek. Willow but uh, yeah. I love when they co-merge. So that's great, man. <laughs> Tell her I said hello. I will. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, you know, since this, this interview was booked, I had I you know questions start flying through my mind. And we, are, we, we have limited time, so I want to get to as much as we can. But the first one I wanted to throw up towards you guys. Um, put yourselves in the, in, in, in the minds of like someone who is not a, a Bigfoot uh, investigator, who's not actively out there searching for signs of Bigfoot. Let's say like Mike and I are just out in the woods camping, doing whatever. Hopefully yeah, but we would be searching though well, when sure. we're out there. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, bad example. But yeah. go ahead. Yes. Well, you know, and, and the we golden will, girls. So there you go. There you go. And we will have we would have our pants on. So don't go there about that one. But uh, we're out there. Um, then so let's just say you know what type of signs would the average person, kind of like Mike or I, tend to overlook? I mean, uh, what type of what would be out there? What signs would Sasquatch or Bigfoot leave that aren't necessarily um, uh, obvious. I think I think you just stated the word obvious. Yeah. And, and Ronnie, I know you'll attest to this when you're out in the woods looking for anything that's unfamiliar or signs of something moving through there. You're looking for anything that's out of ordinary, uh, especially in nature. And, and it usually jumps out at you, uh, I would think, especially like tree structures. That's just something that when you come across it, uh, that does not look normal. Uh, in a wooded environment. So I think that's the type of stuff you're looking for is anything that's out of place. Yeah, the structures is definitely one of those things. And and a lot of these um, tree bends that are be pointing in certain directions and they seem to be following a path. Uh, but one of the other things that we've found too is going down a trail and you'll notice like a, up high, maybe six, seven, eight feet all those branches are broken off along this trail. So something's been moving up and through this thing that is at that height. So things like that, where you kind of go, all right, this is a little, a little strange. It's not, you know, uh, dead branches falling down, but something has been moving through here. Okay. Okay. So definitely stuff that would pop out to us that would make us at least go, Hmm, that kind of seems it's not quite as subtle as, you know, other signs may be, I suppose, but I think I think that's right. And, you know, Russell Acord is great at subtle like he oh. can walk he can walk through in an environment and see like a hair that's out of place. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I think he's gathered most of the hair evidence uh, on our expeditions thus far. But but he's got a, a really acute eye for that stuff. I mean, he's a he's a you know seasoned hunter and tracker and a and a survivalist. So he has all those tools at his facility to notice anything out of place, even at the most minute level. That would be yeah. invaluable. <laughs> Absolutely. As, as a hunter, he impresses me. The things that he he's always teaching me different things, but stuff that he'll see that you are kind of like, ah, oh, what the heck? It just, it's just kind of changing your perception, but him spending a lot of time out in the, in the woods as he has since he was a kid hunting with his dad, those things just come naturally after, after time. So. Sure. Sure. You know, be, before I forget, this is a big question. It's a, it's, it's a controversy that's will always brew. Um, where do you guys stand on the 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 um, suggestion that in order to prove the existence of this creature, we have to have a body, a physical specimen? What are your thoughts on essentially killing Sasquatch in order to prove its existence? 
it, it's not something that I would be going out with a mission and take one out. However, I think the idea would be to find one recently deceased, if possible, you know, this, the idea that maybe they are kind of carrying them away, burying them, hiding the bodies, but something like that, I think needs to happen, if, you know, for science to really pay attention. And I think the general public for them to kind of go, I want to see something. Uh, I think that's, I think that's not unreasonable. Okay. Mm. Do you agree yeah, with that? You know, if, 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 well, if they never do find one, it wouldn't bother me much to bit. I love keeping the mystery alive, you know? <laughs> Great. And, uh, and look, we're not going on these expeditions armed. We're, we're there to right. gather evidence and hopefully get a visual confirmation uh, with, with all of us, uh, you know, videographic proof. We're looking for anything. Uh, in the scientific world, they seem to be most impressed with uh, eDNA results, which we've gotten some pretty interesting hits in the in the past expedition. Uh, so that's a really good indicator for science. But but yeah, I was thinking about this today. Like, you know, what's the ultimate goal for for us as a team or even for me personally? And I, I don't know. I think it's kind of to be out there with the crew, with with us and and see one of these creatures and also get it on, uh, get it in clear on a video in the daytime. But look, as we know, even even with the best evidence, like the Patterson-Gimlin film, which was filmed out in the open, in the daylight, still <laughs> nobody is going to 100% believe. So, you know, it, it's it's like you can only do so much. And, and we're really, we're looking to gather as much evidence we can and create this composite picture that says there is a phenomenon at play in these forests. Something is happening. People are experiencing something. They're seeing something. And it's leaving clues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think the main thing is we're doing a TV show documenting expeditions going out there and for us to get something on on video like that. And I think we have to be like if it's Bryce getting chased by something, we have it in the frame. <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Perfect. Like that would be amazing. But I think it's honestly I think it is a matter of time because um, we're going into these spots that are hot with activity and we're getting things uh up close and personal so i know that it's just a matter of time that we're going to have more and more um evidence that will i think satisfy uh not only our our fans but people that want to see this thing uh get out of the the, the myth and, and into the history books so what if you were to throw out a guesstimate what what are your thoughts on a Bigfoot population? In order to sustain itself, what type of numbers are we looking at out there? Well, you know, it's guesswork, really, but I would yeah. probably defer to Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum. I think he yeah. sort of tried to put a number on in it, and it would be somewhere in the thousands, uh, you know. And that's just, I think, generated uh, within the Pacific Northwest, including Canada. So... Uh, anywhere else beyond that, beyond that scope is is anyone's guess. But, you know, look, people report these upright walking hairy creatures all over the world. This isn't just a mystery that's relegated to uh, to Oregon and, and California and Washington. This happens all over the world in the eastern mm -hmm. United States and Australia and in, uh, in, in China. You name it. You know, people are seeing these creatures. Now, what that is. Is, is the question, you know, is this really a flesh and blood 
relict hominid or is this something more out of the ordinary? Is this, you know, is this some type of, you know, interdimensional interloper? We don't know mm. because, you know, people do describe these things dematerializing and there are strange phenomena that go hand in hand with these Bigfoot encounters. And I know Ronnie can attest to that, but yep. we've experienced all kinds of things, strange balls of lights, uh, these, you know, these crazy vocalizations. So we are on our expeditions butting up against something. And uh, when you look at all of it together, I mean, it convinces me pretty good that, you know, we're tracking this creature that people call Bigfoot. And, and, and you be, know, yeah. go ahead. It'd be fascinating to, uh, um, you know, actually piece it all together and actually have uh, that paranormal aspect to it as well as the physical um it would just put such a great spin on it that um fascinating i mean whether it's well, just a, a flesh and blood creature or if there is that paranormal aspect it would be just a, a, a wonderful addition I, I think the reason why it hasn't been figured out is because that paranormal the strangeness side of it has been pulled out of it left out of reports because it's too strange right but it actually holds the, the part of that truth that we're looking for that maybe this thing can do what the Native Americans say and it can kind of go in between. Uh, I mean, yeah, Bryce, yeah, and we're not going to we're not going to discount anything that we come across. I mean, and that's science, right? I mean, and it's really taking a look at whatever happens out there in the field and reporting on it. And, you know, I think I think these strange things that do occur in the in, in these Bigfoot settings, uh, they don't fit inside a lot of people's gray boxes of what they think Bigfoot should be. Uh, you know, in fact, we know we know from Tom Powell's book, the locals who used to be a reporter for the BFRO, that they would just immediately discount any report that had a strange light or a dematerialization. So they've never even looked at that stuff, you know. But but people are seeing strange. There, there you go. But people are seeing strange things. And and we would be uh, we would be at a loss if we didn't sort of report on that or investigate what sure. that is. Stuff Absolutely. like cloaking, camouflaging, uh, you know, all these strange things that 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 we're experiencing ourselves out in the field. Yes, the more expeditions we do, uh, the more it's leaning for me to the side that these this thing can do things that we don't understand. Okay. I mean, we're getting vocalizations back at us that we can feel. So it's mm -hmm. it's not like a, a ghost in the sense where uh, there, there's something that's leaving footprints, that's killing prey, that's, you know, there's physicality to this thing, but then there's also this other strangest that, that Bryce uh, heightened up with the balls of light. And this stuff just seems to continue as we progress out there in the field. Mm -hmm. What are your I, thoughts? I even like on a, ahead, uh, one episode I was uh, looking into, there was actually some hawk feathers left underneath a windshield wiper that, uh, you know, that shows some kind of intelligence and some kind of a message that it actually wants to uh, um, send out. Um, things like that are amazing to me. Make no mistake, I, I believe that these creatures, if in fact they do exist, are extremely intelligent. Right. They're reclusive, they're shy. Look, as soon as you step into the woods, I'm under the impression they already know we're there, oh, right? Yeah. So we're not gonna fool them or sneak up on them. It's really 
a matter of, you know, being in our environment, just going about our business and then letting them become interested in us uh, to allow them to get closer to us because, you know, uh, they've managed to avoid detection for, for this long and definitive proof. So they must be doing something right, you know, and when you're out in those woods, you just get it right away. Oh, if I wanted to go undetected and I was a master of this environment, it really would not be that difficult uh, to avoid human contact altogether. Now that's that's another question I was wondering about is like when you're out there and you're going through these deep, thick woods, um, uh, do you ever have that feeling? You can feel like you're being watched. You know, you know they're out there. You can't see them, but you can just feel it. You can, you that's- know... I use that as almost uh, like a barometer to know where to, to go. Like sure. when I start to feel that I go towards it and that's uh, it, it's a uh, scopathesia. About 90% of people have that feeling that they're being watched and they can sense it as a physical reaction. Um, you get that out there. You, you can feel something gazing at you. And oftentimes as we're walking through, we hear something walking along with us and uh, walking with you and we've i think all of us have had something approach us uh making noise that we couldn't see but seemed to be right near us and um so that that just creates a lot more questions when you're out there and you're experiencing that firsthand yeah and then you know you're getting close when you start to smell it have you ever had that experience where you smell that we haven't had the the uh, overwhelming uh scent there's always been like this this remnant smell i know with the 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 nest in oregon it had an odor and then it it kind of uh dissipated after a couple of days um but we haven't had that overwhelming like whoa and and i do think that people that experience that even that smell there's there's theories that the smell of it could cause that panic that that feeling that people describe along with infrasound that that getting zapped by that i think there's something to do with that odor as well that people are smelling it almost creates a, a reaction mm. what what are your thoughts on on eyewitness testimony eyewitness experiences that suggest that whatever they happen to be interacting with has a uh, well, I'll use this term, has a violent tendency. I've heard, I've heard, I've read several accounts of, you know, basically a nasty Bigfoot out there. Do you guys, Mm. for the most part, think that is generally a benign, harmless creature, entity, whatever you want to refer to it as, or that just simply has capabilities of reacting in that way, just like us humans do? Well, you know, I think anything that's trapped and put into a corner can become dangerous. But, you know, I've spoken with quite a few witnesses, uh, and, you know, none of them that I've uh, spoken to have had a violent encounter. I mean, they've been they've had terrifying encounters and they've felt threatened, uh, but no violence was ever inflicted. And, yes, I have read those reports and heard some of those stories, too, but they're very rare. Sure. Um, you know, if I guess my belief would be that these these creatures are looking to just uh, avoid contact altogether. And, and, you know, I don't think they're out hurting people, hikers, campers, or anything like that. Um, but, but like I said, those stories do exist and uh, you know, anything that's, that's, that's caged might react back. So we're always cautious mm-hmm. when we're on these expeditions, there is a sense of danger. Uh, I think we can all attest to that. But if, if I had a choice to uh, either run into a, a uh, Bigfoot or a bear, I'll take the Bigfoot. 
Oh, yeah, because you can reason <laughs> with a Bigfoot. You can be right. like, hey, 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 let's talk exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> <Yep>. Love you. <laughs> love you. Love, yes. love, love. Yeah. Big love, Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's now, you, you, you mentioned briefly, and we're all, we already got like 10 minutes to go here, so like, ah, um, earlier you mentioned the, uh, you know, the Patterson footage. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the Bob Gimlin, uh, Roger Patterson footage? I know, I know uh, Bryce, you got to know Bob Gimlin. Um, just talk to us a little bit about that film and your thoughts on the individuals who filmed it. Well, I'll tell you what, for, for those who know that film and for the viewers of the show, we have an incredible treat. Uh, that they're all going to be privy to this coming season, uh, which airs March 20th. We'll get to that. But yes. uh, there's a treat with the Patterson-Gimlin film. I won't mention too much about it, but I cannot wait to see, uh, you know, how the fans react to that. Look, this is one of the most second analyzed films of all time, right behind the Zabruder film. More people have looked at this film trying to authenticate it or to debunk it. And, uh, and you know, it now lives in infamy. It'll never be authenticated. It'll never be debunked. So it's left to the individual, which I think is so incredible about this mystery. I know for me personally, the first time I saw that film, I was looking at something that wasn't supposed to exist and it was looking back at me. And that really, that really got my motor running as to what's out there in the world. You know, what's the nature of reality? Uh, what's still left to discover? So you know, I Bob Gimlin has never changed his story in over 50 years. Um, I'm not willing to call that guy a liar. I've, you know, listen, I think that film is authentic as it gets. When you place that film into the context of what happened five minutes before, what happens five, what happened five minutes after, what happened a day before, a day after, when you know all those details, um, you can't look at that film and say, oh, these guys faked it they hoaxed it or they're 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 lying to us they put on a show it just becomes almost uh so unfathomable but anyway like i said nobody will tell one way or another i love that film and uh and i really just feel like you know that creature now known as patty yeah. uh is a real creature that does exist in the pacific northwest and uh yeah. and man what an incredible piece of film. The first time I saw that, I was very young and I'm 60 this year. And mm. my entire life, I have been fascinated with it. I have just by faith of seeing it and how I felt it to me, it's real. Yeah, and it, it always has been ever since I was a little kid. So I yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, Ronnie, I love that. It, I love too? that it is a personal feeling for, for, the, for the viewer, too, okay. because you know, look, that could easily happen to us out in the field. We could actually see something and then, you know, even videograph it. We've got some incredible thermal videos. And, you know, it's it, at, at the end of the day, it's going to be left up to you, the individual, to look at what we're doing, to look at our evidence and say, that is something that is authentic. That, you know, that's a Bigfoot, you know, um, which I think is great. It's part of the... Uh, it's part of the fun of being in, interested in a subject like this. I mean, there's mm -hmm. monsters that exist in the world. Who would have thought? Don't tell that to my 10-year-old son before yeah. that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And things we haven't even even thought of discovering yet that's out there. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Ronnie and Bryce, this, I knew this would happen. It always does. The time just flies by and it drives me nuts sometimes. I want... I feel like i barely got to talk to you at all we need to change that time thing <laughs> well no that's <laughs> well, okay um 
well, guys, what can we have to look? What as viewers, what can we look forward to with Expedition Bigfoot coming? Yeah, up? anything you can plug or, or you know. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. We are fascinated, and I am yeah a, a fan forever now. I mean, after getting deeper into this, so um, of the show, and I am not going to miss it. So, and I'm looking so forward to that episode, the secret. Yeah, the oh, nice, good uh, surprise. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, I would say you know I'm excited for everyone to to see Dr. Jane Goodall and, and yes. hear her talk because to have someone like her, a giant in the field, to uh, talk about the potential of something like a Bigfoot existing and and her having an affinity for these reports, looking at them all the time, she knows uh, the year end of China, she knows the Yag Australia, you know, so it's pretty exciting that she's. Uh, I think a, a big cheerleader for us in the sense of, hey, we're we're doing it right. We're we're taking chances and we're trying to merge technology with with uh, different approaches and um, perspectives on this thing. You know, so mm. excellent. And uh, yeah. you know, I would just add, this is our biggest season yet. Uh, Sixteen full hour episodes, a pre and a post show. Nice. Um, we get more activity this season. Uh, it's, it's just incredible. I'm so excited for, for everybody to you know come on this journey with us yes. because uh, there's some pretty confounding things this season. I can't wait to, to start hearing the discussions about just some of the stuff we discovered. Uh, but fans of the show can watch it on March 20th. It premieres on Travel Channel, Linear Television, as well as Discovery Plus's uh, uh, pay platform. So you'll get it both ways. I know that was a thing in the past last year, you know, it, it moved up to discovery plus on that amazing platform, but now viewers can watch it on the same date. Uh, 9 PM Eastern will be the pre-show, uh, with the, with the famous Jane Goodall that Ronnie was mm. speaking about. So you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to miss that. And, uh, it's wow. an incredible ride and, you know, I can't wait for the fans to see it. That is excellent. Awesome. Um, well, Mike and I are definitely going to be watching. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. We're going to have to do this again sometime soon. You know, if if you don't mind, if we were okay to talk to today. <laughs> oh, you guys absolutely. were great. Yeah. Um, we're, look, you got you got the two fans of the paranormal right here. I absolutely. Mean, together, Ronnie and I. We're listen. We're you know. That's awesome. It's more than just a flesh and blood creature. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're into it. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.